And so the most helpful thing that I can say to a speaker is to focus on connection rather than perfection. It's a game changer. unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up, use their voice, and make an impact in this world. You're listening to The Weekly Parody. Hey, welcome to today's episode. Today we are talking about how to be a better speaker, even if you don't have a plan to go into public speaking professionally, if you are in any kind of leadership position or starting a business, unfortunately, sometimes speaking is just a part of it. Whether you are presenting to your team or you are on a podcast or putting your content out in some way, being able to present well is a skill set that you just have to learn how to develop. So I speak obviously, often. I have a show and I do this full-time. So right now I am in Toastmasters learning myself how to become a better speaker. And I'm telling you, it it is something that comes naturally to some people, but no matter how natural it comes or isn't, it's something that you can develop and learn. And that's what our guest this week believes. Sally Zimney joins us. She is a presentation coach, speaker, and the host of This Moved Me podcast, which is all about the art of public speaking. Today we talk about how to show up authentically when you speak, how to reverse <laughs> things a little bit when you mess up when you are talking, how to get back in the zone after you mess up, maybe if you're in front of someone or doing a live or something like that and you need to backtrack. We also talk about how to tell stories and connect with your audience because she believes that if we we can have the most perfect speech in the world, but if we're not connecting with our tribe, our people, there's absolutely no point to what we're doing. And that's what I loved about her message and was so honored to have her on. So yeah, you're going to really enjoy today's episode. But before we get started, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, hit subscribe on your app wherever you're listening to this. And I would be so honored if you took took a second and left an honest review. And we are also on YouTube now. So if you love watching YouTube videos, we'd like some more content, head over there, put in Heather Parody or The Weekly Parody. You'll find us and check that out. So anyway, let's get into this episode, How to Be a Better Speaker with Sally Zimby. And I, I wanted to start this conversation. There was something on your website that just really stuck out with me and I loved it. And it made me feel better. And I know it will make the audience <laughs> listening feel better is you believe that we do not have to be perfect when we speak. In fact, you said that you may feel unpolished or uninteresting, but those are often the very aspects of your personality that people actually really find refreshing. Yes. Oh, haven't you had that experience as an audience member, right? Like if you think about the moments that move you. And if that's the goal, if the goal is to really move our audience, right? To get them to see something differently or think differently or open their mind to a new experience or a new, you know, whatever it might be that, that 
we have a goal as leaders and speakers and we want to do something. We want our audience to go somewhere. And so if, if that's the goal, if we want to move people, then if we do not show up as like a full 3D human being, in other words, like not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because the perfect presentations, the perfect talks, those perfect leaders, I, I don't connect with. It's like, ah, you don't get my life. My life is messy. My life is full of struggle, like all of ours is. And so if, if we can't share elements of that, there's no connection with your audience. Yes. And amazing things can happen if you focus on connection instead of perfection. Like Ooh. that's where movement comes I from. I love, I love this conversation. This is one of the <laughs> things to talk about. I, I'm going to go on a rabbit trail with this here in a second, but before I lose this, cause I know I will tell me how you even got into coaching with speaking and especially the piece of where you piece together, Hey, this is um, for unspeakers. This is for people who don't like to speak and really bringing that yeah. element of being yourself. Where did all that come yeah. from? Well, you know, I, in high school, I was on a really fantastically successful speech team. I worked with some of the best coaches in the country. So if anybody listening has ever had any time in high school forensics, you know it is all about perfect speaking. And I learned the skills and the poise and like I was such a poised speaker in high school and I was doing speech because that's what you do. But of course, me in real life is much quirkier and messier and and more real, quote unquote. Uh, And, but I also, along with speech, I also did theater. So in college, I really focused on theater and theater, I felt like took the skills of a speaker, but then peeled away some layers. And so my approach as a coach is really about this, the synthesis of both of those things, the, the uh, kind of authenticity that you have to bring on stage when you're embodying a character as an actor, but you still somehow have to make it yours. You have to make it real. You have to personalize it and find the connection in it for you and for your audience. And then also the skills and the know-how and the structure of really um, excellent speaking. And so uh, as I started coaching as a young entrepreneur and was working with all kinds of different speakers, what I quickly realized was the the goal of trying to make it perfect because that's people come to me and they're like, okay, I, I, I have too many filler words and they're focused on getting it right. What I realized was it was getting in the way. It was the biggest hurdle and it was the thing I was having to demystify and, and kick out of the way for people again and again, just so they could show up and enjoy it. I mean, I was like, God, we are, we're missing out on the joy of these moments because we're so worried about getting it right. And too many times we sat in, sat in the audience as a, uh, whether it was in the theater or in, you know, when you're listening to somebody speak and the ones that you remember were the ones that stood out because something broke through the din of the perfection and the expected and the boring and the intellectual. And it was like, man, I want to feel something. And so, so right. And it, 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 what's awesome about it, Heather, and what's so scary about it 
at the same time is that it opens it up to anybody. Mm-hmm. It says anybody can do this. You do not have to have, you know, like <clears throat> all the credentials that we think you have to have in order to speak. Like it feels like this elite club that you have to work your way into and it's, you know, and I just think that's baloney. Mm. It, if, if what we're going for is connection and movement, then any, anybody can do it. But it also requires something different because I think actually the perfect kind of uh, elite speakers, that doesn't move me anymore. Like they also have to go through the process of digging deeper and showing up and taking risks and uh, being real in ways that many, many of them aren't yet. They're not being pushed yet to do that. Um, So we have an expectation problem a little bit when we think about what speaking is and who's in and who's out on it. So how can we start to kind of unlearn some of that and step into speaking? Like if you have, you know, if you're going to be on a podcast or if you want to start a YouTube channel or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. we know like, okay, Heather, all you got to do is be more authentic and more real. That's what people want. But that's all, that's all you got to do. You know, (laughs) right. That's it. But you're so, it's so scary. It is so, so hard. And then all of that comes up in our mind of like beating ourselves up. I know for me, like I've beat myself up so much. Like I barely re-listen to stuff I do because Mm -hmm. I'm so critical of myself. How do we like kind of step out of that critical beating ourselves up mindset and just show up the way you're talking about? Mm -hmm. Well, what's funny, I'm a big Brene Brown fan. Ooh, girl. I know, right? And she's like the, my, my guidebook for life. I'm just like, what would Brene Brown do right now? And, you know, she talks about how vulnerability is this thing that we admire in other people Mm. that we really appreciate and respect. And we're like, yes, Mm -hmm. they were so real. That was so authentic. That was so brave. Like we recognize that in other people, but then when it comes to ourselves, we don't believe that that risk will pay off, hmm. right? We don't believe that in the moment, if I can show up and really like take a big breath and it's, we get really vulnerable. Um, then if, if I do that, what if, what will people think of me? What if I look stupid? What if I fall on my face? Um, what if I lose credibility, especially in a business leader context? That's hmm. a huge concern. And we have to uh, convince ourselves that the people and remind ourselves that the, the people who are going to follow us, right, the people who we are meant to lead uh, are going to connect with who we are, not just this idea, right? Yeah. Not the like perfect version of ourselves that we so often put out there, right? My headshot is awesome. <laughs> Like, that's the best picture of me you're ever going to see. <laughs> that's not really like the real Sally. My face is way more like crazy expressive than that, right? But uh, so we have to uh, remind ourselves that the mm-hmm. people who really are going to get jazzed about your ideas and, and your mission and your message are going to connect with the real you. And uh, it's the difference between 
really admiration, seeking admiration and, um, and seeking real, real connection and, um, going for real connection. We, we can bring our messy, messy selves. So that's step one is we have to change our mind about it. We've just got to change the mindset. And so the most helpful thing that I can say to a speaker is, you know, to focus on connection rather than perfection. Mm. So it, it's a game changer yeah. because it changes the way we rehearse. It changes the way we prepare. It changes the content. It changes all the risk taking. Uh, it pushes us into new territory in different ways. It gets us really focused on the audience instead of really focusing so much on ourselves. Like at the end of the day. Yeah. So how do, how do we connect more with people? Like, especially mm-hmm. I would love your thoughts. You're a podcast host. I spend uh, hours and hours a week connecting with people over audio. We have a lot yeah. of podcasters listening and all we have is our voice. Yeah. What we do is speak. So how do you, how do you really connect with mm-hmm. people? So I like to think of it as we, 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 want to try and bust through what I call the fourth wall. So this applies whether you're talking on a podcast or whether we're standing up in front of a room um, or on camera, right? Like I'm trying to bust through this wall here, mm. <laughs> the fourth wall. So that that's a theater term. It comes from, you know, if you're, if you're watching a scene up on stage and you're looking at a living room, there's this pretend fourth wall that the audience is sitting behind. And wow. we, as speakers and leaders, we've got to break through that wall. So uh, literally, as speakers, I'm like, get out in the audience, get out in there, connect, connect, get closer, get closer, get closer. But for us, when we're doing this virtually, we've got to find other ways to connect. And I think one of the most powerful tools in our toolkit as speakers and leaders is stories. Mm. Stories connect, stories resonate, stories make us human. Stories bring a, a generic idea alive in an emotive, relevant way. And so if you are looking, if you're feeling disconnected from somebody, if you are working, you know, you're, you're interviewing somebody for your podcast and you're just feeling like, I'm not really getting who they are yet. Right. You ask for a story. You, and then you, all of a sudden you just start to see who they are more. Uh, and so the, the art of telling stories, but also using story as a pathway to really know and understand people is incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. So that, that's my go-to story, story, story. That's so There's good. so much connection in them. What are some just basic mistakes you see often when you're coaching people and you're helping them prepare for their presentation? What are just some things that come up over and over again? You're like, oh, here's this again. Yes. So um, one of these things, this is not really obvious, okay. but again and again and again, it's the thing that can really elevate what ends up happening when you're up on your feet. So I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is not preparing on their feet fast enough, right? Oh, so, you know, when you're prepping for a talk, um, a lot of people, just because rehearsing is awkward, right? It's very, 
it's weird. This is not the situation that you're going to be in. You're talking to your pillows and like your pets and pretend people in the room and uh, you don't want anybody to overhear you. And it's just an incredibly awkward, weird thing. It is not real. And so we avoid it. We avoid rehearsing like mm. the plague. And so we've got to rehearse more and rehearse faster. And I don't mean like speak faster. I'm, what I mean is get to it faster. Okay. The safe space for speakers is in content development, mm. right? Working on those slide decks. Oh, that's fun. You can just spend weeks and weeks and weeks perfecting your slides. But at the end of the day, what matters is what happens in the room, like what happens on your feet, what's happening between you and your audience. And so the most essential learnings can't be realized unless you get up on your feet. Mm. You've got to get on your feet faster. That's good. Stand up and say it because it's going to come out of your mouth and, and you're going to be like, it's, it's, it looks and sounds so beautiful in my head. And then when I say it, I just, something feels weird about it or it doesn't yeah. sound right. Yeah. You, real, you realize the logical disconnect that you've got in your content. Um, you realize how long something is mm. when you finally stand up and say it. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of ahas that we only learn when we do it. That's so good. That's so good. And we, we can go deep with that too, just doing oh, standing up. Yes. And, that's a message in and of itself. Oh. And it's too many people save their first go for the audience. It's like, do not make your audience listen to your dress rehearsal. No, your dress rehearsal is for your pets and your pillows. I think that's actually, that's a great uh, segue into something I was going to ask you about. Let's say you are in front of your audience and this is in person. We are live. There's no taking us back. There's no editing. And you like totally screw up. And you yeah. say something wrong or you go blank or you're, it's not going well and you mm-hmm. know it. Mm-hmm. How can we kind of reverse that a little bit and get back into oh, the game? That is such a good question. Um, the most important thing you can do in that moment is not run from it. Mm. You've got to stay in that moment Ooh. and then you've got to find the humanity in it. Mm. because your audience, the, the most important thing, what you're trying to retain is their trust and their empathy. Mm. And as soon as you start freaking out, if you get uncomfortable, if you start going, right, and you're not, you're not telling them anything, but they know exactly what's happening because they're watching you in this mm. moment. And so if you can just stick with it and be like, Whoa, did you guys see what just happened there? Like that was crazy. Somehow bring them into it with you in a way that doesn't make them them feel uncomfortable, but gives them an opportunity to laugh with you Mm. and to say, oh my gosh, I've been there. Or um, for them to appreciate your bravery and your vulnerability. Mm. Like we've got to bring them into that moment rather than pretending like it's not happening and shut it out and just be like, oh, yeah. 
Well, that vulnerability, (laughs) that takes a lot of courage. That is a lot of courage that you have to pull out of yourself. How can we kind of tap into that courageous side of ourselves Mm -hmm. to not only get on that stage, but be vulnerable and laugh at our imperfections and do all that when we are shaken in our boots and completely terrified. Where does that courage come from? Uh, it comes from deadlines. Okay. That's <laughs> it really- comes from it comes from somebody booking you mm. and you having a moment where later you might regret, but you're like, I'm doing this thing. Yeah. So when I work with speakers, uh, it's not an inspiring answer, but I think it's the truth that w- when I work with speakers. I like to work with a deadline, an actual talk coming up Mm. because there's got to be stakes. We've got to have something on the line because that will allow us to take the risks we need to take. Otherwise, we're going to avoid them and stay in safe space, safe zone. And until we are like, uh, and then having a coach, somebody who can really usher you along and say, I know this sucks right now because at some point in the process, you're going to be like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? This is insane. This sucks. It's the worst ever. Um, I'm going to look like an idiot. This is a terrible mistake. Like if you don't ever get to that point, you're probably not going to get to new growth and new right? That's Those good. big transformative moments. I want to, I want to hear a story from you. You just yeah. talked about the importance of stories. I know. I know. Tell, me, tell me something with you personally in your own speaking career, all the talks you've done, what has been one of the most transformative moments in your speaking career where you're just like, man, I learned so much about myself. Mm. I learned so much about speaking through this experience. What was it? Well, uh, it was my TEDx talk. Oh, tell me. Because this had been my bucket list for a long time, of course. You know, like any speaker and leader, entrepreneur, you're just like, that's that's the stage. And I love TED Talks, of of course. Like that's my art form. So when I got the opportunity to do one, I was like, this better be awesome. But oh my gosh, Heather, I had to fight against every instinct that I'm working uh, to transform my speakers out of, like I went through my own process, even though I knew better was like, no, Sally, do not, you've got to still be present. You have to let go of this idea of doing it right. Even though I was like, this is high stakes. This is going to be on video. (gasps) Uh, You know, like all the things that really, really mess with your head in those moments. Maybe this is my moment. This could go viral all that baloney that truly just gets in the way of you showing up and connecting with yeah. the 250 people in the room. Like yeah. I really had to stay connected to them. And so I wouldn't say it was like the, my most wildly successful attempt at that, but it was mm-hmm. such a huge learning for yeah. me because I had to live my own process in a high stakes way. Because honestly, I do talks all the time and most of them aren't high stakes enough for me anymore where I'm like, oh man, this is big. I really want to get this right. And that one pushed me. Yeah. And and it was um, so eye-opening for me Mm -hmm. and such a good reminder of what it is like to bring something to life that you care about so much that you want to go so well and and that who's... um, Results, you really don't have any 
say in. Like, mm-hmm. I don't get to decide how, if that goes viral or not. It didn't, yeah. you know? Yeah. But it was still something I'm super proud of and that I, I can look to and say, that put me through the ringer. But I felt really proud of, of ultimately just showing up and trying to enjoy the ride that you're given. That's so good. You know, a pull, a pull from that is you are a professional at this. You have made this your life's work to study speaking and authenticity and showing up and all of that. And you still sometimes get nervous and it's oh. so hard. And that's so encouraging to hear because often we think people who we see have it all together and then it's just easy all the time, blah, blah, blah. But the truth is, is this is a constant game of showing up and checking ourselves and being courageous and pushing Mm -hmm. ourselves to new levels. Mm -hmm. And that's encouraging to me. And I know for our listeners to hear that. Yes. Oh my gosh. If you aren't nervous, you don't care enough. Like you're not, you're not about to do anything new. You're not going to do anything that's going to move anybody else. If you yourself have not been moved somehow in the process of it. And it's, um, f- f- what I love about this work and, and why I love these conversations with people like you, Heather, is that uh, I think the process of, of showing up as a speaker is the same thing. It is m- the metaphor of life. It is the metaphor for, for doing anything that matters, for showing up in your business. It's the same process, same challenge. And so it's really life-giving for me and and so empowering because if we really kind of work that process and if we yeah. can get through the muck and get through the, the parts of the creative process where you're just like, I yeah. hate this, what am I yeah. doing? Then something will come of it through the other side. But, but there's just so many beautiful lessons in it for us as humans, you know? So real. Guys, I want to encourage you. Sally offers coaching. If you have a TED talk coming up, if you have some presentation, if you just want to start a YouTube channel podcast and you're nervous about using your voice, she is super authentic and real. I love your energy, Sally. So everything will be linked in the show notes. Where can people connect with you if they want to plug into all that you have going on? Wonderful. I'd love to see you over on my website, thismovedme.com. And I just launched an online platform called Movers You where I'm doing some online courses. I know it's been really fun. And 2019 is going to be a big year for Movers U. I'm going to be launching lots of online courses. Just a great way for you to step in and take things chunk by chunk. Okay, I'm working on this right now. There's a course for that. All kinds of different things up there. Um, And right now there's three up there, but there's a bunch more coming. So I'd love to see people over there. I love it. All of that will be linked in the show notes. So make sure you definitely check that out. And my last question, um, I love, I love that you talked about moving and using your voice, all of the lingo that you use on your website. One of our, one of our phrases here, we talk about stepping up, using your voice and making an impact and intention Mm -hmm. with this show was really encouraging people that if they have something burning inside of them Mm. to deliver it, deliver that message because it's there for a reason and it's Mm -hmm. to be used. It's to be used. But so often we, like we talked about earlier, beat ourselves up or second guess Mm -hmm. ourselves or feel unqualified or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. 
and we never deliver that message that we mm. were given. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're sitting with a listener right now and they're on the edge right there of who am I to step into mm -hmm. this role, to deliver my message, to use my voice? Who am I to do this? What encouragement mm. would you give them? Mm. Well, I would want them to know that there is someone out there who needs to hear from you. Yeah. And sometimes I think we get overwhelmed or kind of distracted by the idea of wanting to build a, a following of thousands, right? And, and the one, that one person may be the life-changing moment. And we as speakers and leaders, we've got to keep in mind the one-on-one. -on -one. You're up in front of 300 people, but really you're up in front of you and one, and you and one, and you and one, and you and one. And so one-on-one, -on -one, huge, amazing transformations can happen. So that one person may be waiting for you. So go speak to the one. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have not subscribed yet, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and hit that subscribe button. And also, if you have a second, leave us a review. Lastly, we have a private Facebook group. If you are looking for a tribe of like-minded leaders who are unconventional in their approach, but dedicated to making an impact, head over to Facebook and type in unconventional leaders, and we will be sure to add you. You guys have a great week.